Welcome to Jay Madison's Rural America. It's a journey through the stories impacting rural economies and country lifestyles. Jay Madison's Rural America is also a production of Jefferson County Economic Development. Now here's Jay. And hey, all you great people out there, welcome back to another episode of Jay Madison's Rural America. I am your host, Jay Madison, along with the famous world travel well, not world traveler yet, but no, he no. keeps leaving the state for warmer <laughs> weather. Mr. Ron Robbins, my co-host. How uh, you doing, sir? I'm doing great, Jay. Great be back here in the north country uh tried bringing some warm weather with me but uh, you failed at that sir. yeah well you know it was pretty nice <laughs> yesterday so uh and it's supposed to be in the 60s next week so. all right well we'll give yeah. you a little bit yeah. of credit, Come on, give you know, me a little credit, credit there so but uh no good to have you back up here sir it's just not the same without you here in the office with me well i know we uh I really enjoy this uh, opportunity once a week to do this podcast. And, uh, you know, hey, I've had some great feedback about it here uh, as, yeah, as yeah. of late. So uh, I think we're doing uh, some good stuff. We're doing stuff. okay. We're doing okay. Yeah. You know, I don't know where uh, Mr. Waltz is today. I tried to get in touch with him, and he's out on the lamb someplace. Yeah, so. he's not riding that motorcycle today. Not I today. <laughs> not today. So we'll have to give him a little bit of a hard time next scene time we see Al. Well, hey, we've got a great guest with us today, folks. We have Shauna Arnold. She is the Hospitality and Tourism, and I might say this wrong, Shauna. <laughs> Boy, I am going to butcher your name today. Forgive me. That's okay. Shauna is the Hospitality and Tourism Director at Jefferson Community College. Did I get that right? Close. Okay. Well, <laughs> it's go ahead. Hospitality and tour, hospitality tourism coordinator. Coordinator. Okay. Well, Please. I want to give you a raise. Let's call you the director. And Thank you. I you appreciate know, that. We'll throw an extra ten thousand at you for that. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate it. Do you think the college will go along with that? No, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to have you on the show with us today, and uh, very exciting. You know, Ron, uh, JCC has an agri uh, an agribusiness program. I was an instructor up there doing uh, agricultural law. That's, I even have my agricultural law suit coat on today, the corduroy. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> You're playing the part, Jay. I'm trying to. I'm, I'm not doing very well with my speech, but anyways. So, Shauna, it's great to have you on the show with us. And uh, so you oversee the agribusiness program as part of hospitality and tourism. Yes, absolutely, and thanks for having me today. I'm excited to talk with you both. Oh, thank you. And so tell us a little bit about the agribusiness program before we get into the thing that you really want to announce today. <laughs> so the agribusiness program is a great program for anybody who's looking to learn to start their business. We have some great business classes that are entwined into the, the agribusiness program. So our students will learn um, everything from best business practices. They will learn um, some of the core requirements for agribusiness, such as northern New York agriculture. There is a grow, eat, prep class, horticulture class, marketing classes, 
even law and regulations, that's what you used to teach, <laughs> um, <laughs> and domestic animal industry. So the students are getting such a, a diverse uh, degree with us. Not only are they learning about the importance of agribusiness, but they're also getting their general education, such as liberal arts as their Englishes and maths um, in um, social sciences, so they're getting a, a very diverse degree with with Jefferson Community College, which is great. Um, and it's so affordable. That's the crazy part. My yes. my son went to JCC not for agribusiness, but for the sports management program. And uh, he and I both thank our lucky stars that he did that because <laughs> yeah, it is so affordable, Ron. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. a, a great asset here. JCC has always been a great asset. Of course, I was a graduate of JCC way back. You were? Then. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Great to know. Yeah, going way back in uh, 1976, I graduated with a business degree uh, from JCC. Well, congratulations. And, uh, had some great faculty members that, uh, you know, I still reflect back on that taught me <laughs> a lot, uh, a lot of things that I still use running our business today. And yeah. so uh, be, before we get to the big announcement or the big question, I'm not sure how to frame that, actually. But, <laughs> but before we get to that, uh, just to show the, the quality of the education, Ron, you now, with your family, operate four or five different businesses. Yeah, we, so we have uh, three main businesses and then two uh, subsidiary businesses that we run. And, of course, uh, my wife, Nancy, was also a graduate of JCC and, of course, started oh, uh, Old McDonald's uh, Children's Farm way back in 1986 that's evolved into a tourism destination here. 40,000 people a year yeah, tourism yeah. destination. So, uh, mm -hmm. you know, we got some we got some real roots uh, that go back to the college, and uh, I think that demonstrates what a great asset uh, that school is here. And, and that was really, Sean, you know, one of the reasons I chose to go to JCC um, was the fact that I was ready to start uh, being part of the farm business uh, at home and wanted to venture out and start a, a subsidiary business of my own, and going away to college really didn't fit in that uh, you know, in that plan. So I was able to go to school, um, start start a business, uh, get it up and running, and uh, upon graduation, really hit the ground running with it. And look what you've yeah. created. Holy cow. You didn't know you were going to get this today, Shauna, when we talked I about it. I didn't. <laughs> I'm so excited because that is, that's the best news we could always hear. <laughs> yes, exactly. He's, exactly. he's our perfect example. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, uh, now, how many students do you have uh, enrolled in, in the ag business portion of uh, what you do there at the college, Shauna? Yeah, our numbers are still a little bit smaller because it's still a newer it's program a new for program. us. Yeah. yeah. So, and then, of course, COVID hit, which was super yeah. helpful to yeah. us. <laughs> so, yeah. so we're hoping that it's going to start growing very shortly, and we've been working with our Cornell partners and Jay and everybody to, to really start developing the program and, you know, getting some of the students in here. We, we've been working with the local FFA chapters um, to bring more events here on campus, so we're trying to get more people seeing the campus and seeing the program and seeing what we have to offer. So well, how, how old is the program? Um, I think it's, and, and again, because I am newer, I think we're only like three to four years possibly. Because okay. I was going to say, we actually have an, a, a young man employed by us now that went through the program. Oh, really? Oh, great. Yeah. 
That's, yeah. oh, that's wonderful. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember him in my ag law yeah. class. I yeah. don't remember his name, but I remember <laughs> yeah. that he was an employee of. Yeah, his name is Grant. Yeah, uh, Grant. Oh, yeah. yep, yep. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, yeah and neat. that's it's fairly new, and and we're just trying to get it back on track after COVID. Well, Shauna, I think I think your your uh, purpose for coming on the show today is even. Uh, it, it's going to enhance uh, that programming, that agricultural programming at JCC. Why don't you share what you're thinking about doing uh, up there at sure. Jefferson Community College? Yeah, so we're hoping to start our own FFA chapter here on campus, and it would be called FFA Supporters and Alumni. So that would include any past alumni that want to participate, anybody who supports the FFA programs, which are great programs that, that high school students get involved in, um, and, and as well as our college students. So I'm so excited to be able to bring the college students into um, having the ability to network with community members and then be able to work within the high schools a little bit with the FFA chapters in the high schools. So providing a nice link between the high schools, college, and working community, um, we're really hoping that we can find some folks that are interested in part participating in the FFA program, um, and hopefully we'll be reaching out to folks soon, and I'm excited to, to get the program started. So what do you need to get it started at Jefferson Community College? So the first thing that we need is at least 10 members. We have three so far. Um, so Jay has lovely said yes. Um, Michael Knuckles <laughs> has said yes and myself. Um, so we just need a few more to actually get it started. Um, and then we can start getting our students involved um, and start coming up with a plan with what we would like to do with the program. I, you know, I think this is a, a fantastic mm -hmm. idea, Ron, and it will help uh, support the FFA programs across Jefferson mm -hmm. County. We have uh, six uh, FFA programs here in the county, and then there's a couple in Lewis and St. Lawrence counties combined. So I think this will help support them. But I want to clarify for our listeners out there that may not be familiar with FFA, um, you know, this is... FFA is not just for those that work on a farm. Right, mm -hmm. correct. It, mm -hmm. it, is, it is a great leadership and career development program in general. My son, if, if he hadn't been in Boy Scouts of America, I would have wanted him to join FFA because the benefits are so immense in the experience we, that they get. Yeah, we had one of their... Um I can't remember what the name of it was, but they were holding, um, Jay, you were a part of it, too. Right. We judged for their local contest or whatever, and most of them were on public speaking and leadership and career development, and the students did amazing. Like, I was blown away by some of these, these young men and women who just did such a great job. And I think it just gives them some, some skills that that are so needed in the workplace and as they get older and it's just a great opportunity. Absolutely. I Absolutely. would really think, um, you know, just thinking about this and, uh, you know, having a, an FFA chapter at JCC really could provide some continuity, you know, like we said, back to the high schools, but probably would yeah. be an opportunity to encourage 
uh, local high school students to carry on uh, secondary yeah. education at JCC if they can continue Absolutely. on through the FFA program as well. Absolutely. Right. Yes. That's a, that's a, that would be some of the hope that we would have as well. You know, you have one student in particular that just pops to mind as somebody who should be in FFA, and that's Anthony. We won't say his last name. <laughs> and you yes. know exactly who I'm talking yes. about. Anthony yes. Anthony is a, a, a city kid. He's basically, I believe, out of New York City. Yep. And yep. he's got a very strong interest in uh, greenhouse agriculture. He wants okay. to get mm-hmm. into growing vegetables and produce in greenhouses. And he would benefit immensely by being yes. part of FFA. Yes, yeah, and I think just just for the networking opportunity yeah. as well, and, and tying back to the students, I will say we've had a lot of things on campus where our students have been able to work with the high school students, and they really enjoy it on both yeah. sides. So it's a nice opportunity for them to connect with one another as well. So if somebody out there is interested right now in somehow supporting, whether it's to become a member of the Jefferson Community College FFA chapter or to support it, how do they contact you or reach out to to support this? Sure. Um, So they could email me at sarnold, A-R-N-O-L-D, one, at sunyjefferson.edu, or they could give me a call at 315-786-786. Two three four five, and I'd love to hear from folks. That was three one five seven eight six two three four five. Yes. Okay. So uh, that's great, and we're excited that you shared that announcement first here on our podcast. But you've got other things that you want to talk about as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm also excited to say that we are in with the registration process for fall right now. So if there's anybody looking to register for JCC, um, we are starting our fall registration. And right now, um, it's really important for, for folks to get their FAFSA in this month so that they can get registered for classes for the fall. Oh, thank you for reminding me about that. <laughs> I hate that. Oh, my Lord. So I'm going to have to do that right now. Oh, my. Uh, but it is yes. what you have to do if you're, it is. you know, uh, in order to tr- have a chance at the financial aid, which is important. Absolutely yeah. important. Yeah, it's Absolutely. either do the paperwork or pay, uh, pay, pay up. Through the nose, <laughs> yeah. Which at Absolutely. Jefferson Community College is much more affordable yeah. than where yeah. he's going now now um, because he transferred on to finish his bachelor's in sports management so uh, which the sports management program at jcc you know is pretty darn good too because it i can attest to that directly as well (laughs) so absolutely you know uh shauna is there anything else that you wanted to to share with us today no i think that's it i'm just appreciative that you asked me on and it's been great talking with both of you okay shauna why don't you share your your phone number with us one more time for any of our listeners sure it's 315-786-2345 all right folks that was shauna arnold she is the coordinator for the hospitality and tourism program at jefferson community college thank you very much shauna have a great day Thank you. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. So there we go. A big announcement right here on the yeah, podcast. Yeah. No, First, that's that's really awesome. I uh, I really hope we can uh, see this uh, come to fruition, Jay. I think this would just be a real opportunity for local high school kids to uh, 
stay here, go to school, learn about uh, leadership and career development, and uh, learn about agriculture. Yeah, I mean, you get a great education, and it's affordable, Yeah, <laughs> which yeah. is so important these days. Yeah. No, we, uh, you know, Jefferson Community College is a huge asset in the community and uh, very, very appreciative of all of the efforts up there uh, with the faculty, Dr. Stone, the president of the college, uh, Shauna, and so on. Uh, they do a great job. They really yeah, do. Yeah, and of course, uh, you know, my sister Sherry taught there for yes, uh, yes. <clears throat> forever and ever. And uh, I don't know, it. Uh, I think you had a chance to work with her a little uh, bit, didn't you? Jay? She brought me in probably 15 years ago, 16 years ago, for uh, doing the ag presentation to her intro to business uh, yeah, class. Yeah, I have done it every every uh, semester since yeah, then. Yeah, and now I'm doing it for uh, I, the intro to business class. I go in one month and do agriculture, and I go in the next month and okay. do sports. Okay, so, awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's it's keeping me pretty busy. Yeah, there. so we have some real family ties uh, to JCC. Of course, our son Jeff also went there and played basketball for two years, and then transferred on to a Swigel. So we have a we have a long uh, long history with JCC. And I guess a great you do. appreciation for uh, what they offer there. Yeah, a great resource. Well, hey, Ron, you uh, you were telling me um, hey, we're going to change subjects uh, pretty. Uh, uh, significantly here, folks. You were telling me that there's been some developments. We've we've talked about the war in Ukraine, uh, you know, with Russia uh, and the impact it's having on food supplies and uh, agricultural commodities and inputs and so on. But now there's a local development that has sprung from this. That's pretty interesting. Something to do with the port. Uh, the port of Oswego. Yep, of course. Um, the Port of Oswego uh, has kind of been a gem uh, here on, you know, the eastern shore of Lake Ontario for a number of years, kind of quietly exists down there. and uh, But they went through some major upgrades a year or so ago uh, there at the port to build some state-of-the-art grain handling facilities there. Uh, they'd always been a depot for, for soybeans and for fertilizers, namely potash. And of course, some other things come in there like uh, cement and and various aluminum products. But from an agricultural perspective, they made this big investment, and uh, its timing is everything, I guess. But uh, they yeah. just uh, sent a boat out uh, on April second, headed to it's a split uh, haul, uh, about eight thousand metric tons of soybeans, uh, half of which one. going to Ireland and half to Belgium. So th this is local soybeans? This was all local soybeans supplied by farmers in central and northern New York. Wow. Wow. So in this, uh, this is to fill the gap left by Absolutely, soybeans uh, not coming out. You know, with a lot of those soybeans for Europe would come out of that Black Sea region. Uh, this is meant to fill some gap there. Uh, they were able to get that boat loaded and get it, get it out early. Um, so now there's plans uh, through some various uh, merchandising uh, entities, mainly the Andersons. They're based in Ohio, and they, they have a lease at the port there. They're going to be loading boats of corn that uh, will come from local growers uh, going to Europe out of there this summer. Wow. I mean, you, you know, we have to... We have to say that it, you know, we our hearts go out to the people of Ukraine. It's horrible what's going on there. 
But at the same time, it's nice to see northern and central New York make sure that people aren't going hungry around the world by our ability to grow soybeans and corn and export that. Yeah, absolutely. We don't, you know, we don't necessarily be thought of as an export terminal for for grain on the world market. But in fact, you know, we have facilities right here in our backyard. Uh, Those facilities have been upgraded substantially. And here we are stepping up to help feed the world, literally. Literally. I mean, that that is huge. And perhaps it puts us more on the map as far as our abilities to do this. Absolutely. I mean, being able to step up and be prepared like this to fill fill a, a need really, uh, you know, kind of kind of puts a target on us here and says, you know what, uh, this is a place we can come and do business. Yeah, and that is, I mean, I, I grew up just out just outside the city of Oswego. I spent a lot of time down there in the harbor and. You know, I can remember back in my youth, there weren't a lot of ships going in and out of there on a regular basis. So this will be good for the city of Oswego. Yeah, it'll be good for all of our farms up here. And, you know, the more we are able to export the things that we grow from the soil, the better our entire community is because of the economic ripple effect. Yeah, and this is really filling a, a void. You know, the ethanol plant that was at the old Miller Brewery closed a couple of years ago, and and we were really feeling the impacts. You know, the corn supply was, was pretty burdensome here in the region, and we needed a new market for it. And uh, this es- export market is uh, stepping up. I actually sold some corn to be delivered into the port uh, yesterday. Really? Yep. Wow. Now, so what are you seeing as far as prices? Uh, because we've talked about that, the, you know, the volatility in the markets and so on. How, you know, what are you seeing right now as far as those, those prices go? Yeah, so we had our uh, uh, acreage intentions report come out last week from USDA. Uh, you know, what are U.S. farmers going to do basically this spring? Um the, the report was pretty bullish corn and slightly bearish soybeans, mainly because uh, the report says farmers are going to plant more soybeans. Uh, and that's mainly due to the fact of being able to or not being able to secure supplies of fertilizer to grow corn. Um, so we saw corn prices, uh, you know, jump a little bit on that report. We saw soybean prices uh, step back just a little bit. But generally, it's a bullish tone out there. It's the markets are are looking down the road six months, a year, eighteen months, and saying, you know, with Ukraine basically looking at only being able to plant about thirty percent of their anticipated production. I'm surprised they can get anything. In yeah, the I I driving putting a tractor out in the field that might have a landmine dropped <laughs> yeah. in it or an unexploded ordinance or uh, a tank somewhere yeah. over in the hedgerow <laughs> looking at you saying oh target practice yeah I, i'm not sure i'd be up for that so yeah. i'm actually surprised they're going to get that much done but uh you know that's really put uh, a bullish tone on the market to say you know the world's really tight on grain and without the ukraine and that black sea region it's going to get even tighter yeah Wow. Well, you know, again, um, you know, want to be very clear that, you know, 
we would love to see the Ukrainian farmers being able to produce everything that they produce, but they can't. And so if we can fill those gaps from right here in northern and central New York and use a local port to ship those those commodity crops out to feed people around the world, that's that is awesome. That yeah, is, that's what we that's why we get up every day and do what we do, Jay. That's really yep. what it's about. And uh, it's pretty exciting to to have this happening right in our backyard. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you just got back from Florida, and we always like to hear your reports yeah. <laughs> of warm weather, sunshine, out fishing all day. But really, you don't. You go down there and you work. Yeah, you know. I, to a degree. Yeah, to a degree. <laughs> I, uh, of course, I have a satellite office at my house down there, so I'm able to work. But I also like to to get around and uh and experience some of Florida agriculture while I'm down there. And uh, I've got some good friends that are involved in in agriculture in Florida. And it's always interesting to compare what's going on down there with uh, what's happening up here in, in upstate New York and the Northeast. And, uh, you know, a lot of the same challenges, uh, you know, labor issues, rising input costs. Uh, you know, I've got a good dairy farmer friend down there who's building a rotary milking parlor as we speak so he's making an investment in the future now explain what a rotary milking parlor means for our listeners that aren't familiar with that well basically the cows will come in and it's like a big merry-go-round and hmm. uh anywhere from well i think he's building a 60 stall rotary but 60 cows will walk on one at a time and they'll ride around and by the time they get ready to get to the exit ramp, they're all set to go and go back and eat and lay down. Now, do some of these rotary parlors, milking parlors, do they they rotate, just like you said, like a merry-go-round? That's right. Real now, slow. are they all, yeah, they don't go as fast yeah. as a merry-go-round. Woo, there goes a cow. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's how you get a milkshake. But anyways, um, so do they, do they all use... You know, hand labor to milk the cows, putting the equipment on? No, everything's, uh, a lot of it's going to robotic technology now. They still have, uh, you know, some a person or two there, but, uh, you know, these parlors are mainly equipped with robotic technology to prep the cow and put the machine on. And, wow. And, and uh, so it's pretty exciting. We also... Uh, Spent, I, my daughter and son-in-law were down there as well, and I took Jake out. We uh, spent a... Spent now, we, a, we should clear, I apologize for interrupting, but when we talk about Jake, it's like star power. He's the yeah. millennial farmer or yeah. something like that, oh, yeah. he gets called. Yeah. <laughs> and he was in the uh, commercials. Yeah, the Dodge commercial with uh, uh, Easton Corbin. Yeah, wow. You know, he <laughs> is really, I mean, Jake Ledoux is celebrity yeah. status here. In yeah, Jackson boy, County. we're lucky to have him on board. Don't let him hear this. Don't let him hear this. This head's already big enough. He'll just go. But we uh, we have a good friend down there. I have a good friend who's uh, grown about a thousand acres of potatoes, and they were just finishing up digging their spring potato crop. Jeez. And uh, uh, so we spent a morning on the potato farm, which was really. Uh, Really interesting. I bet it was. I didn't yeah. know they grow potatoes down yeah, there. Yeah, they all go for uh, 
French fries and potato chips. Uh, there's a huh. factory in Tampa, Florida, and a processing plant. So, you know, people don't realize just how big. You know, we all know about you know. Well, we knew about Florida oranges and all the citrus crops. Yeah, but people don't realize the beef production, the the potatoes, the all the other vegetables that come out of. Yeah, I mean, there's peas and string beans and sweet corn and uh, leafy greens and herbs and and then of course like you say you know you've got sugar cane and you've got citrus and you've got beef production and and Florida actually is the second largest beef producer next to Texas I did not know yeah. that yeah you know you wonder you hear about all the people and I'd love to be one of them moving down there. Uh, to get out of the cold weather, you wonder how they fit all of it in together. Yeah, and but you know it's it's amazing how vast Florida really is, such a vast peninsula. Yeah, you and, don't realize uh, it. And you know all the populations kind of concentrated in some areas, you know, around Orlando and along the coast, and everything else is wide open prairie. Huh. Interesting. You know, you just you don't realize that until you visit it or you talk to yeah. somebody like you yeah. who you know is so uh, active in agriculture both here in new york state and now down in florida um what else what have we missed ron no i uh, you know we're looking forward even though with all the anxiety of, of fertilizer costs and everything we're really looking forward out on the farm to spring getting here uh you know it's that time of year where you know it's kind of in your dna i guess as a farmer to uh get that renewal uh yeah things start to green up and uh you know so it's we're here it's happening regardless of what's going on around the world and uh you know we're ready to go at it another year yep absolutely absolutely glad to see it glad to see it hey uh as we start to wrap up here folks i want to remind everybody uh if you're not a new york farm bureau member you should be even if you're not actively in agriculture, they've got a uh, they've got one membership level for the non-ag folks. But you know, Farm Bureau is the grassroots voice of farmers across the United States, and especially here in New York and Jefferson County. It's a great organization, and you know, strongly encourage everybody to consider a membership to New York Farm Bureau. You can go online to www.nyfb.org, and you. Can join right online. That was www.nyfb.org. How long have you been a member, Ron? Oh, geez, you're going to date me. But, uh, <laughs> well, you sort of did when you yeah, were talking about your graduating years. in 1976, and I think that was the year I signed up for Farm Bureau. Oh. So. <laughs> <laughs> I won't tell you what grade I was in in '76, but uh, it wasn't college. No, great so. organization. Uh, they've They've long time have a presence in in Albany, especially here, representing the interests of not just farmers but rural rural up New York, and uh, and that's so important. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. And uh, you know, I I attend all of the uh, local farm bureau uh, uh, board of directors meetings, and you know, I enjoy going to those. We have a lot of great conversations. The guys give me the guys and ladies give me good guidance on some of the things that we do. So uh, very valuable organization. Well, Ron, I think we need to wrap up 
my friend. Yeah, I think we're good for this week, Jay. Yeah. Appreciate it. it. You know, well, I appreciate you coming in. Uh, I just push the buttons. You do the you do the talking that makes sense. That's the way it works <laughs> in here. So really, really appreciate it, sir. And most of all, we appreciate all of you that are to tuning into uh, Jay Madison's Rural America, and we hope you'll join us for the next episode. So have a good one, folks. Take care, and we'll be back soon. Thank you for tuning in to Jay Madison's Rural America. Make sure to join us weekly. If you have any questions about the show, call Jay at 315-782-5865. For more information, visit www.agricultureevents.com or jcida.com. Until next time, thanks for tuning in to Jay Madison's Rural America.